Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Oh, do I feel good today. What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, September. Let me check my notes. September 20th, 2023. This is your daily sports betting brand of record and our weekly mega college football preview. All of our odds are powered by our brand new partner, the king of all sports books, BetMGM. Also, we are powered by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting and it is not close. Now, last week, it was a lot of fun. Didn't make a lot of money. Didn't lose much either. But you got a, a one more. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. But, boy, was that a lot of fun. Saturday night, Colorado, Colorado State, Colorado covering. Oh, my goodness. A ton of fun. A ton of fun. But that was last week. Now, this week, the best week so far in college football. And it hasn't been close. So, let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. I got three of my absolute very best. <laughs> Tim Patterson is here. My man EC is here. You're going to see him all over social media. Look for that. But the man who gets the 15 seconds today is my man, the five-tool player. AB, you're up. Yes, sir. You know, proud to say that we've had a uh, winning week every single week of college football, and we're going to keep that going. But Chip nailed it last week when he said, on these dull Saturdays, be careful. And that's exactly what we saw. Now we have the complete opposite. And these games severely mean something. Alabama, Ole Miss, Alabama's got to figure this thing out. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, Florida State, Clemson, all across the board. There are massive, massive games. Colorado, Oregon as well. Uh, yeah, this, this is going to be a defining Saturday for sure. So you got to lean into my guys because my guys, whether you're talking, it doesn't matter the show. Just understand, follow them on social media, too. They're always giving out great nuggets. So you already mentioned a couple of the big games this weekend, and it seems like, A.B., they're all over the board. So, gentlemen, are we ready to get started? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, games of the week. That's how we do it. We're starting with Florida State. My goodness, did they jump out, Chip, to a really fast lead last week against Boston College? Then I looked down, all of a sudden, we had a ball game, so they're favored by two and a half. Clemson, they've got some proving to do. Start me off, Chip. Okay, so I like what I've seen with the last six quarters of Clemson football. You look a little bit more like Clemson. Here's the thing. That was against Charleston Southern and Florida Atlantic. This is Florida State. I have not seen this Clemson offense yet be able to march all the way down the field, 75, 80 yards. They are outside of the top 100 in explosive play rate. We don't have those go-to wide receivers that can spring 40, 50, 60 yards. They need the defense to set them up with short fields just to be able to score. Now, on the Florida State side, there's two ways I'm going to spin this. On one hand, Florida State was up 31 to 10 with 11 minutes left. That was a misleading final score. On the other hand... Florida State almost blew that game with the 31 to 10 lead in the final 11 minutes. But as I've gone deep with all my friends close to the Florida State program, they have pointed out that is the game that Florida State has lost. That when we think about the maturation right. of Florida State trying to get back to where they want to be, competing for championships, not blowing that game was a sign of maturation. This is just a lean for me because Clemson has won seven straight games in this series. But I think Florida State's a more well-rounded team, uh, better on the top line. I will go Knowles. Again, just a lean. And I do believe that because of how that game ended for Florida State, that helps us 
if we like the Seminoles mm-hmm. because they could have mm-hmm. sailed 41 to 10 and come in this week and been all proud of themselves. They're not going to be that way. EC, do you agree with Chip? You know, Coach, I actually do agree with Chip. I do like Florida State here, but that is not my play. I have a lean, and that's what we do. We we lean. Uh, I'm going to play the over 55 and a half at minus 105 on BetMGM. And I'll tell you why. The over is 6-0 in Florida State's last six, and they're averaging more than 45 points a game in those games. But Clemson has scored 30 or more points in 11 of their last 12 home games. Listen, you can't argue with that stat. I see this as a 34-31 type of game either way. I lean Florida State, but I'm not betting it. You're killing me. I love when all the odds are powered by BetMGM. So, A.B., I'm coming to you third on purpose. I've got a lean for Florida State. I've got a lean for the over. But you have a best bet. Which is it? Yes, sir. Yeah, and you know, no pressure, no diamonds. We're going all in first game. Florida State minus two and a half. Now, first off, I do appreciate that EC gave us his final score alert. And he's been putting them on sportsline.com in his write downs as well. And it absolutely makes me smile. But look, we're going Florida State here. They have circled this game all season long. Head coach Mike Norvell, you know where he came from before this? Memphis. Because he's got that Memphis in him and he's ready for this game and he is fired up. Yeah, we talk and look at last week for Florida State. Guess what? They'd sat like eight dudes for that game. They didn't even care about that game because they knew they would win and they are rolling in to Clemson. And you know what? I believe in the UFC, it was my man, Georgia St. Pierre, who after used to go... It hit you with the shovel when it was OV. No V. Florida State, minus two and a half. They're rolling over Clemson. My men are ready from the start. Ready from the start. By the way, Bitsy says Chip has that big pick energy on a Wednesday. I love it. We've got it seven days a week, big boy. Seven days a week. Now, game number two. You want to talk a big one in the SEC? You can't lose two games this early and still be considered a national title hopeful. Well, Alabama hasn't been playing good, but they're still favored by seven somehow. And as I look at my notes, EC, I'm coming to you first because Ole Miss is going on the road and they've been pretty decent so far this year. This is a really fascinating matchup. It's live on CBS. Start us off. Coach, I just don't love this line. I mean, Ole Miss getting seven. So you know what? We got to do it. We got to lean Ole Miss plus seven on this one. Lane Kiffin three and one against the spread against Nick Saban. I mean, there's something there. Alabama won four and one against the spread in their last six against the SEC. I guess there's something there. Bama one and five against the spread, last six against top 15 teams. Okay, fine. Ole Miss, 3 0, straight up and against the spread this season. This one's going to be close. And AB, you know, I love giving score predictions. I like to think of myself as the modern day Beano Cook or on my way there. So I'm going Alabama 27, Ole Miss 23. Close, but Alabama wins. You literally use the name that people are going to have to go Google to figure out. He's the best. He was the best. He was the best. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Rick says your writer for the Colorado game on Sportsline is hilarious, EC. Hilarious. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) Uh, Well, you've got to lean to Ole Miss. That's kind of the way I'm going. Because one thing about football in college as opposed to the pros, you can't flip the switch. Alabama's offense is who we think they are. So, A.B., as I come to you, I think you feel like this one could be a defensive battle. Am I right? You are correct, sir. And let me say, the only thing worse than Alabama's offense right now was my pick on Alabama in the over last week. So, you know what? We don't run from anything. The way you go about it is that you own it, you recognize it, and you use it to move forward. And that's exactly what we're going to do. This is no lean. This is an official play under 55 and a half because – When Nick Saban back against the wall, what is he going to do to try to win defense? He's going to do everything he can to keep you out of the end zone. Is it going to work all game? I don't know. Who knows, man? But this defense is pretty good. And their offense, no clue. But they're going to play field position. They're going to play old school SEC football. So I think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. Give me the under 55 and a half here. Not to mention Ole Miss, their head coach Lane Kiffin came from Alabama. Their defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, just came from Alabama. These two teams and coaching staffs know each other completely, which screams to me under. Oh, did you just use the word scream, A.B.? 
Did you hear that scream from all the people who watched the early edge this morning? Did you hear all that screaming from the pay window line? As as you were giving us that take, I just cashed Phillies Braves over nine and a half in extra innings. That's nice. next level capping right there. Next level capping right there. For those Attaboy. of you watching live, of course, it's what we do. It's what we do. We just cash tickets. EC, it's called cashing a ticket. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I'm sorry. That was that was un, that was completely uncalled for. Now I will tell you this: that my guys are so next level that for AB to hit his pick and for Chip to hit his pick, we're going to be very specific. But there is a way for it to happen. Chip, educate us. Oh no 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 no! AB's <laughs> off. Listen, so let me tell you because and the script writer of the year is. Lane Kiffin. I'm talking first 15 plays. I'm talking that Lane Kiffin has been talking all this talk, and he's been singling out Alabama's defensive staff, talking about who's calling plays, whether Kevin Steele is doing it, whether Travis Robinson's doing it, and he is needling that staff because he's looking on tape, and he's like, I, I got seven explosive plays that can get me three touchdowns in this first half. Now, halftime adjustments get made. Nick Saban weighs in over the course of the game. Yes, there is a path for AB's full game under. But I'm going to tell you that the reason why Lane Kiffin is so cocky is that he knows that he's got the perfect first 15. And on the other side, Ole Miss's defense has been really good up front, but what a lot of people don't realize within that game against Georgia Tech is that Haynes King threw for 300 yards. The weakness in this defense is in the passing game. I think you get back to Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow can do three things well, okay? He can run the ball. Uh, he can throw the short screen games. He's got no intermediate game, but boy, he's got a pretty deep ball. We do remember from that Texas game, he's got a pretty deep ball. So I think we see both of these quarterbacks, both of these offenses trying to push the ball down the field, hit a couple explosive plays, things settle down over time. So again, there is a path, but I want that first half, especially with that key number 28. So let's go four tutties and let's go over 27 and a half. And get it in before it changes. There is such a big difference between 27 and a half and 28. A.B., go. Yeah, look, uh, I, I'm all in on Chip's play right here because what I want to see and what the what the game within the game is for all of us is exactly what Chip is saying is that when you see Ole Miss early in the game on offense and they call a play, yeah, and Lane throws the playbook and he just holds up touchdown before the ball's even left the quarterback's yeah. arm. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, Blake Blake Sims had Amari Cooper, and they didn't have much of a like passing game beyond that. But there were like those five plays a game where Lane was like, if they're in too deep or like if they're in single high, we've got them for a 60-yard touchdown. And you could just see at the bottom of the screen a play card just thrown up into the air. Oh, and another thing about Pete Golding, that boy got ran out of Tuscaloosa. Ran. He got he got rehomed re over there uh, at Ole Miss, and so I, I I bet Nick is able to walk over to Tommy Reese and be like, "Hey, I'll tell you how you pick on this guy because uh, <laughs> you know we've been we, we we had these issues before." I, I love this game, man, and, and it's not just because it's the SEC on CBS game of the week. I mean, it is just so fascinating. This is why we love the game. This is why we said before the season started that once the season starts, all this nonsense about teams moving and going, we don't hear about that anymore. We hear about games, and we're talking about games. But you guys use the word love. You know what I love right now? I love the early edge universe. I love our fan base because they have made BetMGM very, very happy. We ask, you do, so thank you. So now, this is going to be forever, but it's going to be for now. Because we want to get everybody signed up. So new BetMGM customers can sign up today. Right now, you get a $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome, with bonus code EDGE200. Once again, that's bonus code EDGE200. And so many of you have done that already. So thank you. By the way, Capper says, can Chip do that SEC on CBS thing again? his trumpet is the best dude chips the absolute best at that at some point we're gonna get over seven years of age collectively but not anytime soon not anytime soon right ec not anytime soon still That's haven't gotten there yet coach yeah 40 hey, going i'll tell you what i'm not leaning on that bet at all <laughs> this show's about fun 
Fun, 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 and cashing tickets. Those two things. All right, let's get to game number three, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And I hate to say it, but my gut feels like the, oh, we love Coach Prime and that team train is about to come to a crashing halt. So, Chip, I'm coming to you first because you do not have an official play on this game. But with the spread at 21 or 20 and a half, depending on where you're shopping around, what is your lean? My lean is to take Colorado. And it's because we have a a weakness, right? So you take the top 12, 13 teams in the country, you sort them all out, you put your offensive ratings and your defensive ratings. And for the most part, everyone's the same, like Ohio State top five in both. But there are two outliers within that. There are two ratings that are way off from everybody else in the top 12 or 13 teams in the country. And it's USC's defense and it's Oregon's defense, both ranking outside of the top 40 nationally. So there is a path. There is a way that I think that Colorado can make this really interesting. The problem is I'm not going to take them to win. I'm not going to do the money line sprinkle because Bo Nix in home games across his career has 63 total touchdowns and three interceptions. 63 total touchdowns and three interceptions in home games. Road Bo's a little different, but this game's going to be in Eugene. And so I think Shadur Sanders, Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator, I think they scheme their way to exploit some of the weaknesses in Oregon's defense. Texas Tech moved this ball effectively against this Oregon defense, made it way tighter than it needed to be. I think Colorado can do the same. Just a lean because you're essentially going to be sweating how much Oregon wants to put the foot down in the fourth quarter on whether or not this is going to cash or not. But I do give the Buffs a chance to be able to score some points against Oregon's defense. It's happened. And Oregon, full transparency, has scored over 80 one time this year. They scored 55 last week against Hawaii, and the under still came in of 68 because Hawaii only managed 10. And I say all that because I'm coming to UAB. 71 is a really, really high number. I mean, you rarely see a total in the 70s. What are your thoughts? 71 is a ridiculous number, even though, I mean, all your stats are correct. And Chip, how he broke it down, spot on. I don't disagree whatsoever. That being said, look, Oregon's going to play from ahead, all right? And that stat that Chip gave about Bo Nix, yeah, like it's spot on. And you know what that stat, you know what has led to that stat? Is that in the second half when Oregon's up, they're not playing Colorado anymore. They're playing the clock, all right? It's, it's much easier for them to win the game when they just keep Colorado's offense off the field. They mm-hmm. just eat, clock, go down the field, long, methodical drives, even though that's really not what their offense is. It's, it's explosive, but they can do the same thing. They just lean on you because the one thing that Colorado does not have Big offensive lineman, big defensive lineman. It's going to be tough for them, and Oregon's just going to say, yeah, like we could go street race, my car versus your car, or I could just pop your tire, and you're just not even in this race <laughs> whatsoever. And I think that's the strategy here. So, yeah, give me under 71. It's, it's too high of a number. And once they got out to that huge first half lead, they did exactly A-B against Hawaii what you said they were going to do. Now, flip side, EC, you could see an Oregon Oregon coaching staff that says, we're tired of all the Colorado love. We're tired of hearing about what they can do. We're tired about them winning late in games in overtime or at TCU the way that game happened. And if that's the case, what do you like? Uh, first of all, hey Chip, do you have that clip? Your favorite clip that you love to play? Do you have that queued up? Can you can you play that? Try that again. No, I don't believe. I do not believe. I saw enough of that garbage. I'm sitting in Arizona Stadium last week, and I saw a Colorado State team that should have won that game, and their coach should have gone for two in overtime. It was garbage. Colorado now they have an excuse because they have the Travis Hunter injury. I'm so fired up about this because I don't need to lean here. I love Oregon minus 20 and a half. Heck, I should go increase the units on Sportsline. That's how much I like it. Dan Lanning, Bo Nix combined since 2022, seven and one straight up and against the spread in Eugene. The average margin of victory in those combined seven wins, 33 points a game, including 45 last week, as you mentioned, Coach. Bo Nix, to, to Chip's point, 29 touchdowns at at Austin Stadium, one interception. It's over this week. Enough with the Dion garbage. Oregon 45, Colorado 17, and that may even be too close. 
Real Deal Prime in the chest has stopped the hate, EC. Stop the hate. <laughs> I am sick of this Colorado, is Ohio State, Michigan on the brand. I understand they had good ratings. Wait till they get pasted this week. And when we do this with USC next week, I'm taking USC minus whatever the points are. Don't care. No oh, lean. No, you don't care what it is. So you, I don't care. I don't you care. don't Make care what it is. You, you'll take USC no matter what. Yeah. Would you be willing to do a showdown before you as long see? As, as, as long as Caleb wins. No, 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 no. You better sign up for the Miller Moss experience if you're going to talk with your chest like that. Then let's do it. I will, I will give you whatever the points are from next Wednesday's show, whatever the official line is, I'll give it to you, Coach, in a showdown right now. Excuse me, um, AB. Hit the music. We have our first ever showdown lined <laughs> a week ahead. A week ahead. Wow. See, now I'm conflicted because if Colorado gets blown out, then it's going to be like 35. And if they keep it close, it's going to be like 14. Coach, coach, I got to say, <laughs> Prime in the chat. That's my dog. I love him getting on EC. It cracks me up. <laughs> From zero I'm to just telling zero. the truth. <laughs> I am sick of this Colorado nonsense. They should have lost. Then we wouldn't be picking this game this week. Yes, we would. We still would. 100% we would. They were going to lose to Colorado State, a team that's not good. Matt says, EC, you were the only person to take Colorado in the first week. Now you're tired of them? I am. Yeah, I had it, but I'm sick of it. I, I saw TC. Listen, TCU, would, we'll talk about them later. Little tease. We'll talk about them later. I'm sick of this Colorado overblown hype for beating a bad Nebraska team and rallying to beat a bad Colorado State team that had them on the ropes. Sick of it. I bet he really hated Steve Spurrier, too. And I bet he really hated all the other coaches that made college football fun. And I bet he loves the pure, just sanitized, boring college football yes, coaches of the modern era. Yeah. Yep, I do. Hey, Love them. Hey, you know what? No, can't nobody tell what Jed Fish looks like? You walk into somebody like, hey, what does Jed Fish look like? It's the milk carton. Come on. <laughs> He's a great coach. I'm glad to have him. I like I'm to have great prime. coaches who no one knows and don't generate any extra interest for our program. By the way, Jed Fish is a Steve Spurrier protege there. Jeff. He still wear the visor? He does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you guys done? <laughs> Jed Fish. That was very entertaining, though. But I got to tell you, you don't get this kind of stuff. You do get other entertaining stuff at all the different platforms here at CBS. But right now, we got to pay those pesky little bills. Let's hear from one of our incredible partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mark says, easy. He yells at little kids to get off his crushed stone lawn. <laughs> you are that crushed guy. Crushed stone is a nice touch. Yeah. I would never do that. Only when it comes to Coach Prime. <laughs> All right. Game number four, gentlemen. And this has the potential, at least as far as the rankings are concerned, to be an absolute banger. It's a top 10 matchup. Ohio State currently ranked number six. Notre Dame currently ranked number nine. All three of you. All three of you love something in this game. Ohio State laying three. The total is sitting on 54 and a half. This according to BetMGM. So I'm going to start with the total first. So, EC, let me come to you. 
Yeah, Coach, I'll tell you, last year we saw a 21-10 to 10 game with an NFL quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Now, I know Notre Dame's defense or uh, Notre Dame's offense with Sam Hartman is a lot better, but I know the, who these teams have played, uh, East Tennessee State or whatever Eddie George's school is, not good Ohio State, Youngstown State. And Whoa! I'm, did I get it wrong? Wrong yeah. school? I'm just yeah. saying. Ted, it's Tennessee State, not East Tennessee. Okay, all right. Close enough. All right, fair enough. OSU is only giving up 6.7 points a game. Notre Dame allowing only 11.8 points a game. They're the third and fourth ranked defenses in total yards allowed. Where are we getting all these points from? I know the offenses are good, but defense wins championships. This is going to be an an epic game. I love it. I I lean Ohio State, but I love the under 54 and a half. And yes, that's an official play. Ohio State 24, Notre Dame 21. Just for you, A.B. You and your exact lines. Now, <clears throat> you just picked Ohio State, did you not? I picked the I picked the under, but I lean Ohio State with you the lean Ohio State. Yeah. What a shot. Yep. All right, so I'm going to go to my other two boys. And, A.B., I'm going to start with you and then come to you, Chip. Please tell <clears throat> E.C. why his lean is incorrect. Yeah, and first off, let me just say, you know, we had five graphics up here. I did one. Snake did four. The one that I did somehow left Ohio State's logo out. So, uh, first off, apologies there, Snake. Number two, you know what? We're going to use that to our advantage because I think that the wrong team is favored here. Look, it's nothing against Ohio State, nothing against anything with that program whatsoever. It's going to be a tight game for sure. These two defenses are better than they get credit for, but I think Notre Dame is just – Really just the well the more well put together team. And that's it. Like I'm not going super heavy on this one in terms of, you know, it's gonna one team's gonna get blasted. No, like I I just think it I think it's gonna be one of the best games of the college football season. And if you're giving me Notre Dame with three points at home, I'm gonna take it. And yeah, Eddie George is the head coach of Tennessee State. Not East Tennessee Not State. East Tennessee State. Yeah, Tennessee no. State is located about one mile right over here from me in Nashville. East Tennessee State is about three hours up in the mountains. I don't think Eddie George is living up there. He likes it here in Nashville. I'm Tennessee. in Arizona. I don't know geography of Tennessee. That's very, very clear. Now, Chip, here's the issue I'm having lately. Because mm. I let EC simmer. Is that every talking head I see on CBS Sports HQ, is going, ah, oh, Notre Dame, but they haven't played anybody. Sam Hartman hasn't gone against a good defense. They've played all Division One schools, and they've laid it on everybody. Why is everybody saying that? I think some of it's a respect for Ohio State's defense, which, as I mentioned earlier, I think is one of the best defensive units in the country. They've made tremendous strides here. But I think that we have a situation where Notre Dame has a great game plan because last year, this game, in Columbus, one possession game with a quarterback for Notre Dame who can't even see the field against South Florida, all right? They have a situation where they have upgraded at quarterback, and I think maybe even upgraded at offensive coordinator. Love the way they play this game. So they're going to play keep away because Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player on the field. But Audric Estime is the Heisman Trophy candidate we need to be talking about. He's a physical runner. He's a downhill runner. He's got one of the best offensive lines in the country ahead of him. And that's why you play keep away from Kyle McCord, from Marvin Harrison Jr., from Emeka Abuka. You limit the number of times that they touch the ball and you wear on that defense. And Notre Dame's defense is really impressive me this year. I think their corners are really good. They're going to be able to limit some of the you know, wide to open explosive plays, but this is the key. Ohio State has new tackles on either side, and the defenses they've gone up against have actually kind of exposed that specifically Indiana, which was very, very feisty in that opening game for the Buckeyes. So I think that Notre Dame's defense has a little bit of an advantage on the interior. Ohio State's run game is going to struggle to get going. Marvin Harrison Jr., they will draw up one or two plays. But over the course of four quarters, I think it's Audric Estime. I think it's that offensive line. And I think it's the Notre Dame ground attack that is able to get us this cover. And I do think a win in this game. Uh, this is the, the great on great when we've got Notre Dame with the ball. On the other side, though, that's where Ohio State, despite all the flashy objects, might have a disadvantage in the trenches. The last 90 seconds, I ask you all this question. You want to do the work? 
I didn't think so. It's like breathing me, coach. It is like breathing to me. No, I just stay out of your way. I just try to stay out of your way. That's all I try to do. By the way, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time is a kickoff for this. You remember the days when Notre Dame just wouldn't play nighttime games, Chip? Remember, they're uh, like, Michigan, oh, only day games. Michigan and Ohio State still don't in November. <laughs> I, but that's the whole Big Ten for the most part. Right. You win. It's better under the lights. But, uh, Coach, can, can I rant on Notre Dame for a second? Oh, you know what? With the You're turning into the biggest heel we have. So, please, yes, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to – it's amazing that this school wants a four-hour infomercial six or seven times a year instead of joining a real conference. And you expect to win another national championship? They haven't won a national championship in 35 years, and you're going to do that by by having infomercials eight times a year without joining a real conference? No. Sorry. Notre Dame every year is a disappointment. I, this is why we will fade them at all costs. A.B.? I'll put Notre Dame's schedule up against almost anybody's every single year. Oh, yeah. Year. East play. Tennessee State, uh, USC, Navy, Ohio State, you know, Stanford, I mean, woo. Yeah. Well, Faustino says it's the EC show, so maybe we'll get a graphic for you. Uh, Joe says EC looks like one of the guys at boot camp in full metal jacket. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, if you've ever seen that, um, Bitsy just says EC's funny. Very simple. When he embraces his inner heel, I'm here for it. All right. Speaking of nighttime in the Big Ten, I performed many times in this shadows of the stadium. I once had a race when I was in the WWE on the track at State College. Look it up. It's on video. So Penn State at nighttime welcoming the Iowa Hawkeyes, who apparently now have an offense. Because they covered a 25-point spread when nobody thought they could even score 25. So, Penn State favored by 14 and the hook. Very important. And the total is at 40. So, EC, let me come right back to you. Because I just said Iowa has an offense. And you think this total is too low. Talk to me. Well, Coach, everybody's banging on Sean McVay for what he did on Sunday with the kick in the field goal at the end. What about what Kirk Ferentz did at the end of that game when some of us had the under and he's running up a touchdown with like two seconds left? Is that really necessary against Western Michigan? Who are you trying to prove something to? Remember, their contracts are dependent on scoring. Oh, give me a break. They are in Iowa. They are this year. Yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) it's a joke. Well, then we play overs then. That makes us even... Even easier. The only reason I'm making this a lean because there is rain in the forecast on Saturday night in Happy Valley. So you got to be got to be careful there. But Penn State is 9-0-1 against the spread in their last 10. They're they're averaging 40.7 points a game. That covers this line themselves. Now listen, I know I was has a good defense, and, and they're probably not going to score 40 points. But Penn State is over this number in 14 of their last 16 games. This number is just too low. I think Iowa will score a little bit. Cade McNamara, the last time he played at Penn State, believe he won the game as a member of Michigan. I think this game's going to be closer than people think, but I'm going to roll with the over. A lean, Penn State 27, Iowa 17. If I told you your paycheck was based off of your picks, would that be silly? I'd be be broke. <laughs> <laughs> You're too much. Chip, tell him why he's wrong. Yeah, all right, so... Um, Iowa's offense they they just lost their their best tight and they they lost their best tight end and they they lost their number one running back oh oh no they lost their number two running back too wait hold on I'm counting up the skill players we're we're down like four important skill players your quarterback uh has a sore calf and can't move he's a daggum statue back there and no I was I was team total for this game is twelve and a half. <laughs> Look, I was not going to be able to score many points, but it is the other side of the ball where I think we have value because while Penn State does have a lot of great skill position players, something that surprised me in that game against Illinois, and yes, Illinois with Johnny Newton and the rest of the group, they've got a good defense, but this Penn State offensive line has not been elite. They got a good quarterback in Drew Aller. They got good wide receivers, excellent running backs, but I still think they're not getting enough of a push or enough protection, and that's where Phil Parker, the defensive coordinator for Iowa, I think he puts on that tape and he says, all right, I don't think our offense is going to be able to score more than 10 to 13 points, but 
Here are ways that we can slow Penn State down in this spot, how we can take the life out of a whiteout Happy Valley situation. So Penn State's offensive line, which is concerning, uh, Iowa's offense, which is all hurt and falling apart, all of it has me to an under. And listen, the way that things have spelled out right now, this is a lean right now, but talk to me on Friday, and we'll see if that has flipped around and I've got a little bit more confidence in throwing it as an official. Oh, do we, do we have a show on Friday, Chip? What's it called? Oh, it's just called Big Pick Energy. Woo! Let's go! Let's go! 10 a.m. Eastern every Friday morning. Now, A.B., I saw you leaning back like this, almost like you were contemplating your future. <laughs> I know what your pick is on this game, <laughs> but Chip just made a really, really good point. What do you like? Yeah, look, I I, I I don't disagree with either. All right, so I don't have an official play. It's just a lean. I'm going to lean Iowa with 14 and a half points because actually what Chip just said, I think that this is going to be two teams that can play some pretty dang good defense, and it's just going to be hard for either side to just blow this thing out, right? Like, I'm more playing a number than anything. I, I love the under in this game, but I'm just going to take in a low-scoring game, Iowa with 14 and a half. It's going to feel like, has anybody ever painted a house and you start and you're like, oh, well, this is going to be easier than I thought. Like, I, this is fine. And then you look, and you're like, oh, God, I have to tape. Oh, we have corners. Oh, I got to do that. Like, that's what it's going to feel like offensively to score touchdowns over and over. It's just going to be in labor-intensive process. So, yeah, <laughs> Iowa lean, but yeah. You're no, taking off light fixtures, and you're just like, exactly. oh, my you're like oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's never going to end. Hey, and by the way, this is the primetime game on CBS. So, Chip, where is the trumpet? <laughs> It's for the SEC. It's for the Mountain West. It's for the Big Ten. It's for anybody on America's most watched network, the Network of Stars. Lori says, Chip is too much. I love it. Japan says, I'm ready to run, run through a wall right now. That's what this show does for you every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. But to EC's point, not only do we have the SEC on CBS, we also have the Big Ten on CBS. Translation, college football lives here on CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, can you imagine all of the men and women out there sitting down at 3.30 on Saturday and not moving a muscle? All those food service delivery places are going to have big business on Saturday night. Now, it's time to get to our board. And this is going to be a really good week for us because I really feel it in my gut. Normally, we'll get a Friday pick from Chip, and I'm sure we'll get that on Friday. Mm -hmm. But EC isn't there on Friday. So, EC, let's start with you. Just your one pick, and I've been cashing, at least last week I did, with your team for this week. Who am I talking about? Oh! Oh, oh no! Oh, hey, I've got a score prediction for you. Mute button one, EC zero. <laughs> uh, hit that little button, EC. There you hey, go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So... Air Force has won eight straight games. That's the fifth longest winning streak in the country. San Jose State 0-6 in their last six against the spread in, in uh, the Mountain West Conference. Air Force has the number one rushing team in the country. That's no surprise. 
but they have the number one total defense in the country. They're giving up less than 180 yards per game and a little more than 10 points a game. That's 43 yards lower on average than any other team. San Jose State gets torched on the ground. They're, they're the 26th worst run defense in the country. This line at three and a half is a gift. Air Force 31, San Jose State 17. And that game is on Friday night. Now let's come to Saturday because AB, leave it to EC to promote one of your picks because he did it earlier in the show. And he's not even on that team. He's on a total in that game that we'll get to. But AB, I'm coming to you because ever since this team got beat by Colorado, it's like we all want to forget about them. But they're a pretty good squad. Who am I talking about? Yeah. Hey, and uh, let me tell you. Don't say anything, but I think TCU figured it out. All right. Yes, it was a bad first game, but let's be honest. They walked into a buzzsaw of everything against them. Okay. First game, you had a lot of changes. A lot of star players are gone from a national championship game that you got blown out in. And we all act like TCU lost 100 to nothing. It was 45 to 42. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you know what? They kind of gathered themselves. And they haven't given up an offensive touchdown yet. <laughs> Ever since that game, this defense is legit. This team is legit. They've put up 77 total points on their own. And you're giving me TCU minus six and a half. Oh, my dear <laughs> Lord. I am going to take that all day long, especially against an in-state team. Next. Snake, go ahead and put it up there. We're back to it. We haven't played it. Since week one, we're going back to it. We have Tennessee and UTSA, all right, in Knoxville. First quarter over 13 and a half, and I'm going to tell you why. Tennessee's offense is nowhere near what it was last year at all. We saw at the end of that, well, really the entire Florida game, it looked bad. But at the end, Josh Heupel's calling a frustrated timeout. It looked like uh, dudes were ready to just start throwing haymakers there at the end. It's going to be a bad week of practice in terms of everybody's getting addressed, yelled at. There was a situation with the quarterback and wide receivers, Milton calling guys out. Long story short, Tennessee is coming out, and they're not running the football as they did. They're throwing deep, getting back to what they used to do. Ramel Keaton is going to get nine route, nine route, nine route, and UTSA could score too. They're not a bad football team either. So take the first quarter over 13 and a half. Tennessee will put up two touchdowns in the first quarter. Nobody knows Tennessee football better than my man, A.B., and it's not close. Not close. Now, E.C., I hate to say this, but because of what A.B. just said, your first play in that TCU game, I'm actually on board with. I hate to say that. Start us there. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. A.B. said it perfectly. TCU hasn't given up an offensive touchdown in two weeks. They gave up a kick return at Houston, and, of course, Nichols didn't do anything. But still, that defense is better. Oh, by the way, Oklahoma scored 73 and 66 points in two of their three games this year and 28 in the other one against SMU. So maybe their defense isn't all that bad either. The under is 7-2 and two in the last nine on the road for SMU and four of their last five games overall. This is not a 42-35 shootout like we saw last year. Take the under 63 and a half this game. TCU wins 34-20. to 20. All right, then I, what did I tell you guys in week one? I said Utah at home. You play them by double digits because they don't win. Unless they're playing USC, they don't win by less than double digits. Well, now they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home against UCLA and a true freshman quarterback with potentially Cam Rising, their you know, top quarterback coming back. UCLA one and five uh, straight up and against the spread versus Utah in their last six. They, they won outright last year. Outside of that, hasn't been so good. Utah's won 16 straight home games and only two have been within 10 points last year versus USC in 2020, if that even counts against Oregon state, there's payback here. Uh, I'm going to say Utah wins this game by double digits, Utah 35, uh, UCLA 24. And then finally the old adage, give me Liberty or give me death. If you don't know what that means, just go Google <laughs> three books or something like that. But I mean, give me the Liberty overline. I gave it out on the Saturday morning show and we cashed it in like the third quarter. This is an A-rated play per Sportsline's model, and I love it because in three games with Jamie Chadwell as head coach, they're averaging 41 a game, including dropping 55 against Buffalo last week. They almost covered the over themselves. They've rushed for 
for between even or they rushed for between 225 and 250 in each of those three games. FIU is getting just crushed on the ground, giving up more than 176 yards per game. We're going to roll with Liberty to score another 30-something. Liberty 38, FIU 21. Play the over. I love when EC comes out with a line from history class when you're a sophomore in high school, and we know he never took history as a sophomore in high school. All right. Coach, real quick, I have to say, we joke around with EC all the time, but I absolutely love this dude. He kills me. Like, this show is my favorite show. The four, like, I just love this show so much. Keep going, sir. No worries. All right, Chip, I can always count on you to keep it straight. Mm-hmm. and keep us on the track. And when I look at these three different plays, three different conferences, three different parts of the country, sort of, and I'm here for it. I can't wait to hear it. Bring us home. All right, we're going to start with Marshall, minus five and a half against Virginia Tech. You did not hear that incorrectly. That is an ACC team that is a five and a half point underdog to Marshall, and that line's too little. Things are falling apart. The lunch pail defense actually just has a brown paper bag, and it's falling apart right now. And this Marshall team has had an extra week off to prepare for a border rival. Uh, I think that the Hokies are in a whole world of trouble right here. We take Marshall. We lay the short number. We take a little bit of a larger number, but we lay it with so much confidence. Buffalo is one of the five worst rushing defenses in the entire country. That's in terms of yards per game. That's in terms of yards per attempt. Louisiana has rolled up a great rushing offense coming off a 20-point win against UAB. I think that this is a Louisiana team that is flying below the radar, undervalued, and I love fading really bad teams at this point in the year. And finally, ooh, this one is playing with fire because BYU got outgained by Arkansas. BYU did not get as many first downs as Arkansas did, but somehow this team of 26 year olds overcame two double digit deficits on the road and beat an sec team. Kalani Sataki's got some dogs out there. And I think that Kansas, which, by the way, might have its own little hangover after a scare against Nevada in that late window. We were all dialed into Colorado, Colorado State over here on the Mothership CBS Sports Network. There was a big time upset alert. So I think that we've got a Kansas team that's going to be coming back from Nevada. We've got BYU playing with a little bit of confidence. It just seems a little bit too big for a group uh, that is very salty defensively. Uh, again, offensively, they are challenged right now, but it's not like Kansas's defense are a bunch of stalwarts. I think this is going to be a competitive game, so I'll take the eight and a half. And oh, by the way, Kansas was 27-point favorites yeah. on the road. What is going on with this Kansas schedule? Like, what? <laughs> they're just playing well, they, re- they made it years ago before they got good again. Well, BYU's a Big 12 opponent. Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Last week, I, there was one game. I can't remember the team where they said a Big 12 match. I was like, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. I said, I think it was Central Florida. Central or, Florida. I was yeah, like, no, or like Oklahoma at Cincinnati. Why in the world is Oklahoma going to play at Cincinnati? Because the league <laughs> office told you to. That's what's on the conference <laughs> schedule. You're the best. You're the best. Yeah. All right, everybody. I think that's all the damage we can do. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here's the recap, courtesy of my man, AB, on the ones and the twos. Take a, take a screen grab because you got a few days before these games are going to be played. Chip, he's on Alabama Ole Miss first half over 27 and a half. Notre Dame plus the three. Marshall minus five and a half. Louisiana minus the eight and a half. And then BYU plus eight and a half. Then EC. It's hard for me to even read his picks. Oregon laying the 20 and a half. Ohio State and Notre Dame were going under 54 and a half. Air Force lay the three and a half. SMU TCU under 63 and a half. Utah minus four and a half. Then Liberty FIU over 52 and a half. And I can't get that line out of my head now. Thank you, EC. AB, Florida State minus two and a half. Old Miss, Alabama under. Colorado, Oregon under. Notre Dame plus three. TCU minus six and a half. And the first quarter over in the Tennessee game. And we're starting to see more unders. And I think that the running clock now really has attributed to less scoring in certain games. Not all the time, but in certain games. Now, this is really the part of the show that I absolutely despise. Because I got a call prior to the show from the bosses. And they says, Coach, BetMGM is a great partner. And we need to do something really special for them. I said, 
what, what, what did you have in mind? They're like, oh, we would love, we would love for EC to have a little special parlay every week on the show. I said, are you, are you serious right now? They said, we are deadly serious right now. I don't know how you made it happen. I don't know how you went behind my back, but somehow EC, you made it happen. So I'm going to step back. Floor is yours. This is called the college football week four ace parlay. The Allen Chip Eric parlay at plus 611 on MGM. Let's go with Tennessee UTSA over 59 and a half. Seven games under coach Josh Heupel after a loss. Tennessee is averaging nearly 53 points a game. It's enough for me to play the over. Let's go with Chip School, North Carolina, playing Pittsburgh. Let's roll with the over 50 and a half. These two teams, when they play together, they're over in six straight meetings over this number and eight of their last nine. Sometimes teams just like to play shootouts, and this is one of those rivalries. And then my alma mater. Let's go Arizona-Stanford under 59 and a half. Listen, U of A hasn't beaten the Cardinals since Andrew Luck was quarterback back in 2009. Yes, I was there. It was an epic game. But the under is 3-0 and for an improved Arizona defense this year. Watch out. This game stays under. Arizona wins closer than they should under 59 and a half. So, UTSA Tennessee over North Carolina Pittsburgh over Arizona Stanford under plus six eleven on MGM. There you go, Coach. Nola Faye says, "Oh my God, this is happening." EC, please tell me this is not going to happen every week. Oh my God. I love this show so, so, so very much. All right. That's all. Literally, that's all the damage that we could do. But thank you all for tuning in at a specific time every single Wednesday. We can't thank you enough. So with all that being said, with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these college football tickets straight to the pay window. Brian Tiger, love up. My man Chip, AB, EC, Snake always in the back, executive producing, making the show look like a million bucks. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you. It doesn't matter the sport, the day, the time, pro, college. We're here for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about. The early edge. Good luck. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.